What's up guys, Dylan here. I went to the Pablo Picasso Museum here in Barcelona and there was something really interesting I saw. Now they have a lot of his early works there and his early works are from the time, I mean even 12, 13 years old. And to be honest, they're not that good. Some of my friends who are into art told me that the Picasso Museum in Barcelona wasn't exactly a best encapsulation of his work. I agree, I think the, as you go through the museum, it gets better towards the end, but at the beginning, you're seeing early Picasso. And I liked it, I loved it. I, thought it, I think it's one of my favorite museums simply because you see him putting in practice. You see him on little scraps of paper, on a ton of different canvases, drawing people, drawing landscapes, drawing the city, drawing country, drawing the country, drawing, playing with perspective, playing with shade, playing with light, playing with nighttime, playing with daytime. He's experimenting. He's learning also how to get his message across. He's learning how to convey the information he wants to convey with as few strokes as possible. You know, in coding, we talk about elegant coding. I say we, I don't really code. I, I build my own websites, but <laughs> I'm not the best coder. But still, there are, often are multiple ways to a solution. And the path that is the cleanest, that is the shortest, is called the most elegant. And Picasso, in some of his paintings, you can see him like draw a bird, or maybe you've seen him paint on a glass, and he'll draw an elephant. And he's using very few lines to convey information. So you see this early process where he's putting in reps. He's putting in reps. I posted on my Instagram and also on my, uh, my other business Instagram that you reap what you rep. The things you put the repetitions into are the things that are going to give you bounty in the future. There's one other point I wanna make, and it's really important no matter what you do, whether you play sports, whether you're in business, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a student, whether you wanna be a speaker, and it's this, Picasso wasn't very good at the beginning. I had friends in junior high and middle school that were just as good. What did he do that my friends in middle school and everyone else didn't do? He got in more reps. I mean, that's what you see in this museum. It's like watching the Rocky training montage. <laughs> that's why I love it. If you put on Rocky movies, I always say I go to the training montage. I can just watch that. I love it. So the point is, you have to be bad before you can be good. And there's so many people that are scared to look bad when they first start to do something. I put my videos out, and I know I'm not very good at speaking yet, that I can get better. I'm okay with being bad. I'm okay with getting the criticism. I know that bad, badness, is the way to greatness that if you get out there and you're bad, but you're paying attention to your bad, so you're paying attention to what's making it bad. You're asking for advice from people who are experts in that field, or at least have some knowledge in that field, just not your friends, but you're asking people who understand what you're trying to do, what's bad about this, and then you correct it, and you're gonna to try to correct it, and you're not gonna be very good at first, but if you keep correcting, eventually you're going to acquire a skill that is far beyond anyone else in your field. So Picasso was doing that. He was willing to be bad, he was willing to have work that wasn't great, in order to be great. Now, are you willing to do that? And that's the question. Well, I remember when I was playing basketball, I couldn't do a left-handed layup when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. So when I went into pickup games, all I did was drive to the hole and try to make a left-handed layup. And you know what? It took me uh, three months of looking like a fool, missing everything. But by the time that three-month period was up, I had so many reps, I got very good with my left hand. When I was writing, what I would do and I feel like I've gotten better. I still feel like I'm not very good, but what's made my writing better is writing all the time, every day. Charles Dickens uh, used to walk around London and he'd do these sketches. His sketches were just, he would find a, a unique looking person and write a description of them. 
and he went by this nickname Boz, so he called it Sketches with Boz. He was getting reps in. And I went around and I would write poetry, I would write anything I saw. A bird flying in the air, I'd see a homeless guy on the train, whatever, and I'd write either a sentence, some prose about it, or some poetry. And then when I was working on fiction, what I would do is every day for 30 days, I wrote a short story, like three to 10 pages every day just to learn the fundamentals of where certain plot points go, how characters evolve, and they're still not very good. But I'm willing again to be bad. I'm willing to go through that phase to be bad, to be ridiculed, to be criticized by others and by myself. So it was really inspirational to watch Picasso do this, to go through those iterations. And eventually, from those iterations, he became a genius. And you can start to see even four or five years in, by the time he's 18, 19 years old, you can start to see his mind evolving. You know, when you go out, have you ever scrolled through Facebook or Twitter, and as you're scrolling through, suddenly you see some animal you didn't know existed? <laughs> you know, like new species found, or uh, the species been known forever. It's maybe a deep sea animal or somewhere in some rainforest, and it has 100 eyes and 5,000 wings, and you know, <laughs> and, and you just go, how could that, and it's colored, you know, like 27 rainbows all meshed together. And you go, how does that exist? How did I not know that exist existed? Or you see a dinosaur that existed, you know, that's gone extinct. Well, Picasso, from doing those repetitions, from doing those fundamentals over and over and over again, was able to evolve. Now, that seems, seems not likely. You would think that by doing the same thing over and over, like mastering the fundamentals, wouldn't lead to creativity. But it does, because what the subconscious mind is doing when you're putting in those reps is it's, it's doing different things with that information. It's making tangential as well as these kind of diagonal looks at things. It's looking at the environment difference. When you look at the world, whether it's in business, wherever you're getting your reps in, art, sports, it's looking at the world and it's seeing different ways to manipulate the world based on those repetitions. It knows the fundamentals so well, it has a, such a great foundation, the subconscious mind starts to feel comfortable, very comfortable in exploiting those fundamentals. Never violating them, but exploiting them and you know, trying new things, create, uh, creating originality. That's what it is, creating originality. And you see that in Picasso, just all of a sudden, you can kind of trace it back to his work before. You see this explosion of creativity. Michael Jordan might drive to the basket and then a unique defense, defensive configuration comes at him, meaning you have different guys jumping in ways he's never really seen. And he knows what to do with the ball, how to twist around them, exactly how to spin the ball off the glass, and it happens in a fraction of a, a second. It's spontaneous creativity. The, the epitome of that, if you follow sports, is when Jordan went up to dunk on the Lakers in the 1991 finals. He thought somebody was going to jump, and instantaneously switched it from his right hand to his left hand and kissed it off the glass with his left hand over the back of his head. Totally spontaneous, but that came from hours and hours of repetition, of fundamentals. I was watching this video on Facebook the other day and it's this 3D holographic image producer. And it was shifting between like Mario Brothers and then a box of popcorn or something. I'll try to play, play a video while I'm talking about it. And that's what it felt like with Picasso. He was constantly evolving effortlessly. It would disappear and then reappear as something else. And you'd go through these different phases that he had, whether it was the primitive period, the rose period, the blue period, the cube, cubism analytic, the cubism synthetic, his classical or surreal period, you see this disappearance and reemergence of, of styles. So whatever you're in, whatever field you're in, you're going to also experience that as you put in the reps, as you're willing to be bad to get better. 
you're going to have constant innovation. You're going to be like a Steve Jobs. You're going to be like a Bob Dylan. Another thing I noticed about Picasso in the museum <coughs> was that he modeled other great painters. He had studied the work of Velazquez and actually like reproduced some of his works. And that was the way they used to classically train artists. So it was fascinating to see him see Picasso, see a painting by Picasso in which he's copying the old masters. You can learn so much by copying what great people do. If you're in business, how did Steve Jobs go about his day? And there's a lot of books out now and there's a lot of stuff on the internet about the rituals of successful people. And a lot of people write books now. Ray Dalia just put a book out, The Principles of Success or something or other. And you're getting into the mind of someone super successfully as a little mini-series about what he does to be successful. So. If you're in business, you want to copy that. If you're an artist, you want to copy what the great writers, or painters and sculptors do. If you're a writer, you want to copy the great writers. I'm a big fan of Joseph Conrad. And Joseph Conrad, you know, I, I found his writing schedule by reading a biography about him. And I said, okay, well, that's what he did. That's what I'm going to do. I read about Dickens. By the way, Dickens and I share the same birthday, February 7th. <laughs> so I love Dickens. It's always awesome when you find somebody who shares your birthday. Because not a lot of people were born on February 7th. Jordan was born on February 17th, so uh, he has me beat by 10 days. Anyways, but I found what he did with the sketches, and I went and did that. You want to emulate the masters, and when you emulate them, you're going to be bad at first. Steve Jobs said, Steve Jobs said, geniuses steal, and they steal from other geniuses, and that's what you have to do, and from that theft, the theft of their schedule, the theft of their style, your own style starts to develop. A guy, uh, a famous essayist named George Packer, he's still alive today, wrote, a lot about Orwell. He's a great he's a great writer. He said when I first started, I basically copied Orwell. I copied Orwell and it's kind of embarrassing he said when I look back that I was just copying everything he did. I spoke about Bob Dylan earlier and Bob Dylan famously uh, loved Woody Guthrie. If you don't know who Woody Guthrie is, uh, just YouTube him. You can see he's an old folk singer. And Bob Dylan had copied Woody Guthrie's mannerism, style of dress, style of play so well that Woody Guthrie's family called Bob Dylan Little Woody. So this is everything I'm thinking about as I'm going through this museum. I'm just thinking that it's, I'm seeing innovation, evolution, I'm seeing repetition, and I'm seeing a man who is not scared to look bad. I doubt he even thought about it. I doubt he even thought about it. And I'm thinking, makes me want to get into what it is I love to do, which is writing which is running businesses and trying new things and speaking and seeing if I can get better, if I can keep honing my skills to a point that I'm proud. I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of the level of competence I have in the thing I love. I wanna add one more thing that to do this, to be able to go through the struggle of being bad, of not being good, of getting no recognition at first, you have to love it. You have to have a passion for it because your love for it and a, and a sympathetic acceptance of the reality of progress, unless you're a child prodigy, you know, <laughs> even if you are, would you really want to be a child prodigy and miss out on all the, the pride you take from working hard? I wouldn't. I'm glad I'm not a genius. I'm glad I have to work hard. And I think most people are. And most geniuses, when you dig a little deeper, there's a lot of work that went into that. But you have to have the love. You have the love and you're willing to go through being bad, you're going to develop the skill and have the acceptance that things aren't linear, that you're gonna make progress and fall back. You're going to make progress and go sideways. You're going to go sideways a few times and then backwards and then somersault and then fall down and then rise and then fall again. 
know, it's a jumble. The, the way to getting what you want is a jumble. It's nonlinear. It does not travel in straight lines. It travels in spirals and loops and roller coasters. And it's fun. And it's fun because the fact is you don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if you, you have the expectation, you have the will, you have the vision, but you don't know. You don't know. Your business might not succeed. You might fail as an artist, but enjoy the journey. If the destination arrives, that's even better, icing on the cake. But in the meantime, just every step of the way is fun. This is Dylan. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'm outside, so you might hear the beer, birds chirping. You might have heard the vehicle in the background uh, <laughs> earlier, people talking. Anyways, thanks so much. Bye-bye.